0: Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast,
1: where we take on the real-life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird, along with speaker, Christian Life Coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going
0: forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back to Journey Living, another new episode today, and we appreciate you tuning in today. We are excited because we are going to share some really good information that hopefully will encourage you to bless you to pick up and carry on and keep going. And just a little reminder, and sometimes some of these things may appear a little redundant, but yet... I remember what you said on last episode, Shannon, and you said, hey, you know, sometimes I got to speak to myself. And, you know, I'm reminded that the scripture says David encouraged himself in the Lord. I guarantee you that he spoke to himself when he was encouraging himself. So today, Shannon, what are we going to dive into
1: Well, hey, Mark, I'm so glad you have joined me again, along with all of our audience, and we are going to have our final episode in this series. This is called Begin Again, if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks. We've talked about our new beginnings in the first day of the rest of our life, and how do we begin again? And that's today's episode, and you're right, sometimes it is redundant, but I also think that God also wants us to get something deep in our spirit, and by doing that, He will teach Teach us repetitiveness. And I often know when he'll say truly, truly in the yeah. Bible, you know, when you hear him say it more than once, he's saying, like, hey, get it. Right. <laughs> so today we want to talk about how do we begin again. We talked a little bit about this last week and just what do, what do I do when when I've made a poor choice? Is God a God of second chances? And would he even be a God of third, fourth, or fifth chances? Would God be so gracious to give me the opportunity to redo? Now, I know I'm often stumped by the verse, and I know it, the promise of Jeremiah 29, 11, because that is our ministry verse here at Journey Living. For I know the plans I have for you, and they're to prosper you. They're not to harm you. But the question I have, and we talked about this last week because I'm such an analytical thinker. Well, God, what if I mess up your plan?
0: Mm, That's (laughs) good.
1: Have you ever asked that question? I have. Well, I know you have this great plan for my life, but what if I've messed it up? Where do I go then? What do I do? The one person in the Bible so many of us are familiar with is in Jonah. One of our favorites, if you are as old as Mark and I, you'll remember the flannel graph, Jonah and the whale. Yes. (laughs) Such a great story. But Jonah is the epitome of having his own bright idea. God gave him his direction, his command, what he was to do to go to the city of Nineveh and to preach them. And Jonah said, I'm not. I'm getting on a boat and I'm jumping ship and I'm running away from you. Now, I know nobody listening, and Mark, definitely not you have ever said, no, Lord, I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm not doing it your way. But today we're going to talk about Jonah. So do you have a Jonah experience, Mark, that you would be courageous oh enough goodness. to say, yep, I was a Jonah at some point in time?
0: If you only knew.
1: Is that it? You're going to take the fifth?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I am right now.
1: Well, I'm reminded in Jonah 2, starting in verse 1, it says, From the inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Now, he's on the inside of a fish solely because he was disobedient and rebellious. Maybe you're on the floor of your bedroom. Maybe mm. you're in a hospital bed. Wow. Maybe you are in the corner of the bathroom hanging over the toilet. I don't know where you're at today, but it's not the most appealing or attractive place to be where you're like, man, I have reached the bottom of the barrel. Maybe you are sick from what you did last night. When I say you're laying over the toilet, maybe you spent the night at the bar or at somebody else's house where you probably shouldn't have been. We're not here to judge what you did last night. What we're here to talk about today is how do we begin again? You know, the morning after is sometimes the most brutal and crucial day of your life. And we've talked in the past couple of weeks about how God's mercies are new every morning. You know, Jonah went away doing the exact opposite. He went in the exact opposite of where God had called him to be. I mean, like a beeline, if you're supposed to go east, he just did a 180 and went, I'm going west.
0: Right. Yes, he did.
1: (laughs) And so what does it look like, Mark, to begin again? What is it that God offers us in his word, his promises?
0: Well, you know, I think it starts with this realization, uh, Shannon. And I know many people struggle with this. Because I know by experience that the enemy likes to lie to us. And he likes to tell us, you're the only person that's thinking this way. You're the only person that's struggling with this. You're the only one that's crazy enough to be in this situation. But I want to share a quick scripture out of James chapter 3 and verse 2. It says, for we all stumble In many things,
1: that's good,
0: man. Just that little sentence, right? It could literally set us free, Shannon. Because listen, James himself, and he's pretty harsh in this whole entire book about the things of God. He he's got some hard truths, but he he stops for a moment, I think, and he just says, "Well, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man." (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there's the big P word. Also, yeah. we get tripped up on is in our own pride. Um, we think somehow we must get it all right. And I'm guilty of this. Man, if I mess up, God's going to be mad at me. What if I make a mistake? What if I mess up God's plan in yeah. Jeremiah 29:11? How dare he! Not be able to, you know, rectify the mistake I've made. You know, sometimes in Satan will be that. It was recently that I spent time with a counselor that I work with, traumatized youth. And the counselor was sharing with the group that we are in to work with these children that we are the only species who thinks about our thoughts. Mm. Think about that. That's good. You just said it about how the enemy will remind us of our thoughts. We think about what we think about. We think about our thoughts. It's not you have a thought and you act upon. We'll sit and rationalize a thought. So Instagram, Facebook, all of those things. This is where you get FOMO. Which is fear of missing out, which is an actual now sickness for our our Gen Z and our millennial um, generations that they are fearful of missing out. And so they see social media and they're thinking about, well, why didn't I get to go on that trip? Or why didn't I get to experience that? And we get in this vicious cycle of. Thinking about our thoughts and where do our thoughts come from? If your mind is not set on Christ, I'm telling you, Satan will have a heyday
0: yes. with
1: you. And you've got to have the mind of Christ. And somebody says, How how do I do that? You gotta be in the word. You gotta know what God says about you. I teach this at our battle ready conferences and really every place I go, the I am statements, who are you in Christ? I'm the head, not the tail, Above, above, not beneath. You know, I'm born of the incorruptible seed of God. If you don't have those things to put in your mind to counter what the enemy will tell you, he will get you. Every single time. And he'll get you sideways and he'll pull you down that that slimy pit as fast as as he can. So it's in in Jonah that I want to go back to in Jonah where he says, In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. I want to just pose this to somebody today. Who is in great distress? Mm. Who wants to begin again? I know we all want to begin again. Who needs to begin again? And you're like, how do I even do that? I think we follow Jonah's lead because Jonah blew it. He really blew it. But God didn't, he wasn't so far removed that God couldn't put him even in a fish's belly and say, listen, buddy, I'm going to put you here for a few days. I've worked with a lot of women in the jails, the jail ministry, and, some, and they cry about being there. And I'm like, listen, I want to tell you something. God will put you somewhere for safekeeping. Yes. And if it's even in a jail cell sometimes because they are their own worst enemy. Jonah was his worst enemy, you know? And so even that prison may have been in the belly of a whale. He says, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. Somebody today is in the depths of a grave. Maybe it's the grave of a, a broken marriage of a wayward child, of an emotional instability, your own grave. You, maybe it's the grave you dug for yourself. Mm. I, I want to give that to somebody too because you're like, well, somebody it isn't what somebody else did. I did this, Shannon. I did this to me. God is a God of new beginnings. And he says, listen, I can give you second, third, fourth, and fifth chances need be. Now, is he going to teach you along the way? He sure is. But I also want you to know that if you are in this depth of despair, cry out to him like Jonah did to begin again.
0: Yeah, Shannon, I am. I can't help but just sit and listen to this. And I think about this and, and people, I've heard people uh, that I've counseled with as well. And they'll say, yeah, but man, I don't even think the Lord's listening to me anymore. Now you can't get any farther away from the Lord or you can't get in any more direct rebellion than Jonah did. Jonah absolutely knew what the Lord asked him to do. And like you said, Shannon, he turned 180 and took off. And what's amazing about that is he took off so far and he was cast over the the side of the boat into the belly of the fish. And this prayer that he prayed, was in the middle of a belly of a fish. And yet the Lord was able not only to answer that prayer, but he just couldn't wait for him to return. And that's what I'm saying today. You might think the Lord, He's not even you're not even in a place where you can hear him. As you said, Shannon, you might be in the bathroom. You said that the Lord doesn't hear me in a bathroom. The Lord doesn't hear me leaning over a toilet. Ah, I beg to differ.
1: It's in uh, Jonah as well in verse seven that says, when my life was ebbing away, and I have in my own Bible with a star, when I've lost all hope, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you to your holy temple. This, I want to be some encouragement to somebody today who is on their last leg, who has lost hope, whose life is is ebbing away. Mm. I feel like I can't even hang on to it anymore. We talked in the weeks past about just clinging to Jesus. And I think we have to know that he is for us. If he offers us newness and newness and strength every morning, like it talked about in Lamentations 3.22 that we talked about last week, God is a God of mercy. And so many of us have been taught that um he is the lightning bolt throwing god you know if you did it you messed up if you made your bed you lie in it that is not truth friends that is not truth that's not the that is not the god of the bible i read now is there consequences to our sin yes Do we read um, of a fierce, wrathful God in the Old Testament? We do. But I think what has been taught for many years is a preacher or teacher will take a verse Mm. and run with it and make us guilt-stricken that we can't even breathe. A lot of times can't even make a decision because you're so fearful to make a step. We've talked about taking a step, journey living the first step. Is just taking the the first day of the rest of your life. We talked about last week. You got to take a step somewhere. And if we are so paralyzed in our fear, which is another place Satan loves to keep us.
0: Yes, he does. He
1: loves to paralyze us in our fear. Jonah had every reason not to cry out to God. He really did.
0: (laughs) Yes, he did. He was
1: bold-faced rebel in the eyes of God. And he said, but in my distress, I called and from the depths of my grave. And when my life was ebbing away from me, I cried, and my prayers rose to the holy temple, to the throne room. It's that fragrance that God loves oh, yes. to smell. That you are just crying out to Him. I had a friend one time, and I might have shared this before. That you reek of redemption, Shannon, and I was kind of like, oh, "What is that? Is that is that a compliment? Or <laughs> right? Be offended?" And she said. Yeah. You reek of redemption. She saw something, smelled. Something. I don't know what it was, but she saw that redemptive power that Jesus had given me, and said, "You just reek of that." And it's it's there that that's a beautiful fragrance. Yes. To the Lord, and you know what? We emulate that off onto others. Haven't you ever been around somebody that you just know they've spent time with Jesus? Exactly. And, and you walk away, and you're like, "Man, I just I, I want to be next to them." You kind of scoot next to them. Yes. I want what you have. And I know that that is truth. And it was in a time that I was into a Bible study at the jail that a girl uh, started crying. And it was at the beginning of Bible study. And she said, I said, wait, why are you crying? I said, we haven't even started. And she said, you just smell good. Oh, wow. And I thought. You know, here's here's a young woman. You know, and, and for girls, we want to smell good, look pretty, and all that. But you know, I don't know if it was the scent from my perfume or whatever I had on, as it was that she could smell the fragrance. That's right. Of the Lord that was in the room with us, and I I hope I was that fragrance of, and He was coming off of me, and it always spoke to me of what you what you can just expel out of your life when you sit. And, and even if you're in the belly of the whale, <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of the barrel, God's arm is not too short to save you.
0: And, you know, uh, there is another choice. There's another opportunity that as we kind of read between the lines in this, Shannon, you know, Jonah could have simply thrown up his arms and gave up at this time because like he could have been, woe is me. I'm downcast. I've rebelled like the Lord is judging me. Right now, here I am in the belly of a fish. And he could have just, uh, not to be gross or graphic, he could have just been digested there. But he cried out to the Lord in, I guess, as you could say, maybe one of the worst places on earth, Shanna. But nevertheless, he turned back to the Lord. And with that little, we talk about mustard seed size faith, right? He cried out to the Lord and boom, the Lord answered and he spit out on the beach.
1: You know, I'm reminded in, in Jonah at the end of that book I have in my own Bible and just three reasons I want to pose to you of why we may run away from God. So I want you to think about this and where did your life fit in this? Number one, we ignore God. Oftentimes we will ignore what he has for us. Mm. Jonah did this. He, right. God told him what to do and he ignored him. Number two, we are so full of ourselves and so full of pride that we know what's best. You know, our ways are yes. not his way, so he knows, right? But we think we know. And then thirdly, we see our sin in a box, so to speak. We mm. see we focus in, almost hyper focus in on that sin. And God's like, I don't see the sin because if you're a believer and you've confessed the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all I'm seeing is his righteousness. We talked about that last week in the snow cover and that white covering. God doesn't see that, but we focus on the sin. So we run from God because we think, oh, this is what I see. God must only see this. Listen, I want to say this today. You can't ignore God. You may try, but it's just like with Jonah. God may have sent the storm you're in. It was there that God sent the storm to the boat that Jonah was on. The men threw him over because of him. And it's there that was where the whale then swallowed Jonah Maybe you're swallowed up by your circumstances today. Maybe God has allowed a storm to get you to the bottom of the barrel, to the belly of a whale, to the bottom of your floor, to the end of yourself because you have ignored God, because you don't know what's best, or because you're so focused on your own sin that you can't even see Jesus who died on the cross for that sin. Right. So he will get our attention. One way or the other, right in
0: your life, he will. Because yeah, because he's had to do that with me.
1: We, and sometimes we get super spiritual and you know super Christian, and we have all the Christianese answers. But God's like, yeah, but that mm, I don't think that's quite right. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, no, no, I'm doing this the right way, and God's like, no, you're not. And and I believe that the Saint Charles Stanley always says this: obey God and leave all the consequences up to Him.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: And I think when we are willing to be obedient, and we talked about this last week, be obedient and willing, God will give us His best. That's not easy, friends. That is not easy at all.
0: So, Shannon, this popped into my mind as I'm I'm listening and meditating on this. Um, you know, Mary said, "My soul magnifies the Lord." And the psalmist says in Psalm 34, 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And, you know, as I was listening to you, Shannon, I'm thinking about that word magnify. So what we do when you set our sins in a box and we examine it, we're actually magnifying our own sin mm-hmm. because we're meditating on it. We're, we're studying it, we're discovering it, and and we're mulling it around. And what happens when we do that? it magnifies. And so again, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but it comes back to the choice. Like we can either stay in that cesspool and continue to magnify and examine our sin and our shortcomings. Or we can say, come like the Psalmist said, come and let's magnify the Lord. Let's get our eyes over on him and allow him to be bigger in our sight because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: It's kind of like the dog who continues to lick its wound and Mm. never heals. And, you know, they'll put a collar on a dog and that dog is so incapacitated. And sometimes God will have to incapacitate us. Yes. has to almost hold your head in a gridlock.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: stop licking the wound because it will never heal. It can never harden. It cannot even build a scar. Listen, Jesus said to Thomas, he lifted up his shirt and said, Mm. look, look at my scars, touch them. That's right. You know, I think we don't like the sight of our wounds or our scars, or our war wounds, or things that have happened that have created us to be what God is using and doing in our life. But it's here that that's the very thing that Jesus says, hey, look, I want you to look what I did for you. I want you to look at my scar. I want you to touch it. And so maybe the concept we should focus on is not so much of our sin. What you're saying is don't magnify your sin, but look so you can be like a Jesus to say, oh, this wound right here, that is where God Amen. wounded me greatly to make me into the yes. man or woman that I am today instead of cowering back and going, oh, I, I don't want to go down that road. I, I don't want to be crucified because I don't know what your Bible says, Mark, but it does say in mine to deny yourself oh, boy. every single day and pick up your cross. Now, if you're picking up a cross, I don't think that's just to be carried. Right. Jesus just didn't carry his cross, put it in a hole, and it landed there to be put on display. Jesus then climbed up on the cross, allowed himself to be crucified there, and allowed God's will to be done Mm. for all of mankind. What is God asking you maybe in the belly of the whale, the cesspool you're sitting in with this gaping wound that you continue to look. You yeah. say, listen, let's begin again, but you've got to stop focusing on what has happened, where you're at.
0: Yeah. And, and really upon the, the sin as described in Hebrews chapter 12, that so easily besets us, <sighs> let us run the race with endurance because that sin will Easily beset us because, and Shannon, as we pause the race to examine our sin, it sidelines us in our race. Mm. That's what happens. And see, the devil wins because we stop ourselves. He isn't really doing anything other than planting that seed and reminding us of that sin that's in that box or that wound, like you're saying, that's gaping. And he just says, hey, why don't you look at that again?
1: It's just what I said about that counselor saying, we think about our thoughts. He mm. gives us, hey, have you thought about that thought that you thought?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How ludicrous it's a loop. Did you
1: think It is. But, and you're like, why would I keep continually thinking about the thought that takes me down this pit, takes me down this wrong road? Uh, we, we come from a town with state winning um, runners every year. They just take the cup every year, everywhere year at the state level. So we have runners all throughout our streets and they are barely dressed mm. even the girls <laughs> and they're young girls of course right. but i mean the the boys just have these tiny little shorts on and the girls have the shorts and maybe just in their sports bra or a super thin tank top listen they have nothing right nothing holding them back to run these long distances and make them these stellar athletes and i think that's the difference of um a mighty christian compared to a defeated christian and i'm i'm seeing that more and more god does not want us to live this christ life defeated he wants us to be that runner that that throws everything off that throws the world off that throws our sin off that throws our worries off to don't sit and think about what you think about like just do <laughs> what good. God tells you to do and like we got to have a 10-point prayer meeting if you know, to think <laughs> about it I'm like I think God just did it you know I think Jesus coined the phrase way before Nike ever did just
0: yeah, do it and that's I'm right
1: I'm reminded in Romans 15 that Jesus waited out into the troubles of the troubled Ooh. He got dirty. He went where it was messy. And, you know, we, I don't know, maybe we've gotten so super spiritual that we're like, oh, I don't want to get dirty in that. Or I, I know that's going to cost me something. Mm. Listen, it cost Jesus everything.
0: Everything.
1: Everything. But his begin again was on Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. Friday Look like you're on my, you know, not even our worst day. day. Right, exactly. But if we could get even anything close to our worst day, our Friday, our good Friday, which is an interesting word because there was not very much. It wasn't good, right. But it's here that I think. He began again in the sense that his Sunday, his resurrection Sunday was then to begin. He, he finished this life here on earth. He mm. came, did his ministry, but he then began to reign and rule back on his throne room where he had come from. He fasted from heaven for 33 years. Yeah, he did. He did. And so he did the will of his father, but even there in his death and crucifixion, the worst time of his physical manly life on earth. There was a new beginning, and it was on Resurrection Sunday. I think all of us can have a Resurrection Sunday, no matter how bad things have gotten in your life.
0: And let's just do it, Shannon. I love how you say your dad. So, man, thanks again for tuning in to Journey Living. And, man, I pray that you are encouraged. Shannon and I, our hearts just go to say, we just want to give you encouraging words that there is hope, there is peace, there is joy. It doesn't matter where you are. Wherever you are, God will meet you. He'll give you the second chance. In fact, he'll give you the 102nd chance, right? Whatever it takes, he's there waiting to help you. And so join us again next week as we will have another episode to encourage and bless you and to help you on your journey in this life with Christ. Thanks for tuning in.